Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Hey guys, we are super excited to bring on our friend Amber Housley to the podcast today. We got the opportunity to meet Amber last year at the Savvy Experience and it was so wonderful getting to know her, getting to hang out with her and learning more about what she does. Because if y'all didn't know, she does a lot. Yes. Amber has her hands in a lot of creative businesses. She is rocking it at her own brand. And with Amber Housley, she has the inspired retreat. She has this beautiful garden planner and so much more packed into that. And in addition, she's also the marketing director for Laura Casey Media, which means she has her hands in Southern Weddings, Power Sheets, everything Laura Casey, Cultivate What Matters, all of that. And she's busy. She's a busy mama. And we jump into a lot of things about taking that support role and what it's like to not always play boss, the benefits, the challenges, things she'd love to change, what it's like for you if you're resisting that support role or embracing it and how to run with that. We also talk a little bit about balance and what it means to, you know, run a lot of creative businesses and have your hands in a lot of different pots. I think you're going to learn a lot today about what it's like to own those things and own those responsibilities responsibilities. And Amber is an amazing example and a very humble human being. And I can't wait for you to listen to what she has to say. Okay, guys, we are here with our friend Amber Housley. Welcome. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. So we're super excited. I think today we're going to get started on something that I think either subconsciously or secretly, a lot of people either fear or are wondering how people manage it all or in their own life are wondering how to juggle various titles, various businesses, and various creative passions. And you, my friend, have a lot of things that your hands are dipped in. And I love that about you. So I first would love for you to kind of briefly rattle off, explain to us where you are in all of the places in the creative online world and just creative space in general. And then we can kind of break that down separately. Yeah, absolutely. So Amber Housley is my home base for all of my personal creative business projects. So I am founder of Inspired Retreat, which is a four-day retreat for creative women entrepreneurs that's held outside Nashville once a year. And then I'm also the designer behind the Joyful Garden Planner, which is a garden memory book. So you can track your gardening and also some memories that you create along the way. And then I also have a new course that I launched that's called Blooming Business 
Business Kits that offers different business tools and course guides to help you grow your creative business. So that is the Amber Housley brand. But then also I do work full-time at Laura Casey Media, which is home to Cultivate What Matters and Southern Weddings. So those are two really big brands as well underneath Laura Casey. You're like mega boss. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So Uh, I'm curious, how have you been able to balance, you know, growing your own business into, I think, what anyone looking on the outside, if they didn't know your play and everything Laura does, I think they would assume that you are working 40, 60 hours a week on your own business. So how have you been able to balance two major roles? Yeah. Well, I think it's just because I have done it for a really long time. So I first started my businesses back in 2007. And at that time, I was working at an agency and I was specializing in marketing and digital programs for really big national brands. And that's when I started my business. And like now we call it your side hustle. And Mm -hmm. so that's when I started that. And In the beginning, it was always the end-all be-all would be, I need to grow this business, the side hustle into whatever it needs to be so I can leave this full-time job because that's not what I was supposed to be doing. That's not where like my destiny was held. And so... I spent a few years, you know, building the side hustle and was a wedding planner, was an invitation designer. And along the way, it took many years. It took probably like a good three or four years before I realized maybe my success path could look differently than others. Maybe it didn't mean leaving the full-time job behind. Maybe I could go and see how all of the things I was doing at that agency could go and benefit my business, could help benefit others. That's actually when Inspired was first created. It was about three years ago is when I first created that because I wanted to share a lot of that marketing knowledge with other businesses that you know were my colleagues in the wedding industry. So it definitely was not something that, you know, this whole balance thing I figured out, it's taken a lot of time to figure out what works and what doesn't. And then of course, like life changes, you know, along that way, I've had two kids and I've had to like learn when my business could, you know, have a bigger priority, could I could, you know, have more time to it. And then other times when I couldn't devote as much time to it. And what did that look like? So it's been changing. It's been changing for a lot of years. <laughs> well, I love that you just own that and came to recognize that because we hear from so many people who they either are in the full-time job that they hate, which if they're in that and they're wanting to make their creative hustle their full-time, by all means do that. Like, let's not do something we hate. But taking a minute to step back and recognize that the current position you're in, whether it's forever or not, can actually benefit your side hustle or that other creative passion. And just knowing that sometimes we need both sides of our brains to be working. And so having different careers and avenues that we're working on can help us be better at all of the things. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's amazing how when your mindset changes, how, you know, different opportunities will present themselves. And when that happened and I stayed at that firm and I was there for almost nine years is how long I spent. You know, I, it was a huge benefit to my family because I wasn't like worried about putting food on the table because of my business. It was like, I had this great executive salary and then everything else, my business was able to go, all of the income could just be reinvested right in the business. And so I could afford really exceptional branding, really great, you know, web design. Like I didn't have to like scrape by and DIY it for very long at all because I had the luxury of, Mm -hmm. of having a full-time income. So That was a huge benefit. But after I was at that company for nine years, because of my 
you know, involvement in the creative industries, you know, I'd meet people at different conferences. And along the way, I met one of the owners of a company called Inked, and they specialize in actually creating products for big influencers. So I joined their team as their marketing manager, operations manager. And so I got to work with brands like A Beautiful Mess and Tomcat Studio, Ali Edward, Renee Brown, like who gets to do that? Yeah. Like that was like a huge opportunity. And I was there for a year and a half working on and implementing their marketing programs. And it's just, I never would have imagined now, even where I'm at now at Laura Casey, who's a longtime friend, like this has been an incredible journey that this has been like my full-time career in addition to my businesses. Like it was just great. It was great that the world came back and like gave back to me. (laughs) So how did you make that transition? Was it a choice to leave or did Laura come and say, you know, like we've been friends for a while and I know how talented you are. (laughs) So I'm going to snatch you up. Right. I think it was a combination of both. <laughs> okay. Yeah, my time at Inked was over a year and a half in that company and still is is growing exponentially like they are. And just after a year and a half, it was just really grueling for me because I was, you know, I am a mom of two young kids. I was commuting a lot. I was managing a really large team. And those things I think would have been really good for me a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. But now where I am in my life stage and just the kind of life I want to live now is, you know, there's different things that are more important to me mm-hmm. that it was just a better step for me to go and try a different, just a different business and have yeah. a different change of pace. And I've been incredibly fortunate to join the team with Laura and all of the ladies at Cultivate and Southern Weddings. It's been pretty great. Well, talk to us a little bit about wearing the boss hat and then wearing the team member hat. And how is that different in how you look at your workload, how you communicate with other people? And are you able to take some of the factors of working with a big team and managing them into your own side hustle business that is Amber Housley brand? Yeah, absolutely. Those are great questions. And the first thing that comes to mind is that it's something that I've had to learn over time on like where my identity was in all of this because some of my friends, in fact, like Heather Crabtree, she's one of the first ones to like elbow me when we go to conferences or introduce ourselves to people because I most always will go and introduce myself as like, you know, what my career has been either at Inked or at, you know, at Southern Weddings. And she's like, Amber, you're like forgetting half of your story. You're forgetting like the other pieces. And I'm like, oh, I know, I know. I just I kind of decide on how I want to introduce myself sometimes. But of what hat I want to yeah. wear at the time, like you said. And those brands are really big brands. So it's very important. Yeah, I would talk about them all the time yeah. too. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it just depends. But she's definitely one that's encouraged me a lot that you need to be talking more about all the other things you're doing because those are pretty exceptional too. But when it comes to being on a team versus a boss, like I think that's one of the reasons why when I left Inked and I went to Southern Weddings and Laura Casey was that I loved being on a team. I didn't necessarily want to manage a team. I think that was, I realized very quickly that the personality I have is like, I'm a very strategic person. I have a lot of ideas. I'm an entrepreneur. Like that's yeah. how we are all fed to be. Yeah. And so sometimes we can have a hard time getting things done. And, and that includes even managing people. Like that just is just not my forte. So at Cultivate and Southern Weddings, we are in a very team-based atmosphere. Even, you know, Laura, as our leader, it's all very team-based. We're all very equal. There's no levels there. We're all trying to accomplish a similar goal. And I love like working in that type of atmosphere. It's been really great. And you're remote for that position, right? So how does that work into, because I know she has some team members that are local and that kind of come into the office, so to speak, even though it's in her home, correct? 
Yes. Yep. It's at our home. It's in the upstairs. So yeah, it's been okay. Like there's about, I'm going to say there's about four that are in office and then there's about three to four of us that are remote. So kind of a split way, but I've had a lot of experience working remote from offices, even when I worked at the agency years ago, just as the whole world shifted and how we all work. Mm -hmm. I'd started working from home then. When I worked at Inked the same way, I would go into the office some days, some days I was at home. So I think I've always been used to that. It's just being more intentional about reaching out to people more Mm -hmm. often instead of, you know, just being stuck in your little bubble at home. Actually, this makes me think of a conversation last week. I recently joined a mastermind group here in Nashville and with some other business owners who are moms. They're on the other side of town. Like it will take me an hour to get to Franklin, but Franklin's pretty adorable. So it's worth the drive. (laughs) So, but when I got there, I first asked her like, how are we always going to be meeting down here? Like, can we ever meet up near Nashville? It's a little bit closer for me. And then I realized one of my goals for 2017 was to like get outside my bubble because Mm -hmm. I'm stuck here at home. Mm -hmm. I do my same routine. I talk to the rest of the team on the computer, Mm -hmm. like which we see each other and have tons. We have like Google Hangouts every day, but it's not the same as like getting up and like getting in a new environment. And so I don't even worry about it. I'm coming to Franklin. I'm going to see you guys in person. (laughs) It's worth it. So. Yeah, we even, I mean, we talk to each other on the phone every single day, all day. We started our business four hours apart and did the whole Google Hangout thing all the time. But still to this day, like later this afternoon, we're meeting up in person to brainstorm and set goals. And there's certain work that's just more powerful done in person. Absolutely. And I actually do travel to North Carolina quite often because I help speak at Making Things Happen conference. And then we have things related to the magazine launch. And so I feel like I'm there probably every three months and it's a really short flight. So so I do get a lot of FaceTime with the team too. That's awesome. So what's your favorite way to like stay connected, not only as a remote employee, but just as being a part of a team? Like, is there a certain way you guys communicate? Is there a project management system you guys all utilize? Yes. So I implemented Asana for us as a team and we like, we call it the Asana monster or beast (laughs) because Everything is in there. I was yeah. really excited when I joined the team last January about implementing that because there needed to be a more like central way of communicating. And I'm a longtime Basecamp user. That's what I had always used in years before agencies. And so we implemented Asana and that's been great just for just overall project management and communication. But I think just aside from productivity in, in that way, like I think there goes a long way in doing personal like encouragement. Like Mm -hmm. for example, on the team, we actually have buddies every month that we get matched up with and you encourage each other. And so it's just surprise texts or Snapchat. Oh, just like little things. Like sometimes I'll drop a postcard in the mail. It's like, that's your buddy for the month to encourage. And that actually goes a really long way. So that's a really good idea. Our team is small. We do our project management beast inside Trello. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. 
When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. When we were taking our holiday break that Abigail had tagged all of our team members, said some amazing nice words, like let them know we couldn't do it without them, let them know like what to look forward to, why everyone was taking a break. And the feedback that we got from our team members just commenting on like how great it was to work on this team and how excited they are for the new year. Like that made me so happy. I'm like, how can we do more of those things and that more often? Well, and I think kind of the pairing is so important because I don't know about you, but when we started adding team members, it was so easy to just communicate what they needed to know and not necessarily over communicate Mm -hmm. because then we could get back to doing what we needed to be doing. (laughs) But I think there's a lot of benefit in them being inspired and understanding all of the pieces that are going on. And I'm sure as marketing director, like, obviously, you're balancing a lot of the outward facing things that the brand is doing. And so how do you get people excited about launches that are coming up? And even if they're not necessarily playing a huge role, like, how do you include those people in the launch? Yeah, well, we're lucky that people are very enthusiastic about like our main product that we create at Cultivate, which is the Power Sheets. Mm-hmm. And so that has been a really incredible experience working on the launch of that for this year because I joined when I joined at the beginning of 2016, like the main launch had already happened. Mm-hmm. So it was really neat to be a part of it from the very beginning. And 
do a lot of new things. Like the team was really open to letting me like run with some of the ideas that I wanted to do. And I'm grateful that Laura and the team like gives me that, you know, opportunity to just not do what I want, right? <laughs> team thing, but it's, it's just really, really fun to work in a place like that. And so I was really excited about using an affiliate program this year and implementing that for our shop. And people are just natural enthusiasts of the products. And that has been something that has been just really great. Not because we're looking for more sales or anything like that. It's just the fact that just more people are becoming aware of this product that can inherently change their lives. And that's really what our mission is all about is like helping people live more intentional lives. And, you know, the more power sheets we sell, it's just more like more good that's happening in the world. And it's amazing to be a part of a process or a team that does that. Heck yeah. So go over with us. I know we talked about a little bit of the mindsets of blending and balancing all of these roles, but can you talk to us about what your schedule actually looks like? Are you dedicating certain days or weeks or even time of the year to certain pieces of these businesses? Do some things just get put on hold when you're focusing on one thing at a time? And what does your kind of weekly schedule look like? Absolutely. So it's funny that you're asking me this because, you know, when we're recording this, it's near the end of the year mm-hmm. and we're getting ready to start the new year. And I really had to go in through like a lot of self-reflection in the last couple of weeks to decide like what Amber Halsey was going to be like in the new year, what I was actually capable of doing after I've spent this whole year of, you know, making sure that the new position I was at was the right fit and, you know, which it is and how this balance was going to work out. And so what I've come to find out is that I can't, I couldn't do a lot of the things that I wanted to do on Amber Housley from the sense that inspired retreat takes up a significant amount of time. Like it does, even though it's something that I've done, like this next one in 2017 will be my 10th one that I've done. So it's been a long journey and it's been hugely rewarding. But as I came to like actually plan it and get ready to launch, a spring one, I thought, you know, I'm looking at the calendar and all of this doesn't add up. Like I am already looking at the first, you know, half of the year and it feels completely full. How am I going to get all this done? And I just was tired of feeling that way. And that's something that kind of carried, you know, from the rest of 2016 is just this feeling of all these things I want to do, but I can't do any of them because I only have a limited amount of time. And so I was a lot more intentional about saying, okay, in order to do that, I'm going to have to cut something somewhere mm-hmm. and inspired no matter how much it serves people, because it does. There's a huge high that you get from the end of Inspired mm-hmm. Retreat who have been emotionally moved, like they're ready to like go home in their businesses and you get these amazing reviews and you're mm-hmm. like, I can't wait all over again. But I thought, you know, even besides that, I have to choose myself and all of these other things that I just still want to do, but I can't do it all. So I decided to hold off on that so I could go and work more on my courses and some other like fun things that I know I've had on the back burner for years. So what I would say is in doing, you know, having a full-time career and a business is that you're going to have to like pick and choose sometimes. Mm -hmm. You can't have it all can't have it all right now. And sometimes there's just going to be, you know, this, it's going to be the year of this or the year of that. And that's kind of the mindset as I've been going into it for, you know, the new year. But when it comes to like a daily and weekly schedule, I work, you know, full time with Laura Casey. My hours are kind of, you know, your typical nine to five type hours, but always I've made the best use of my morning time, my lunch time, Mm -hmm. which I don't have like a set lunch. So whenever (laughs) I decide Or, you know, my evening time after the kids have gone to bed, like that's just something for seven years, that's all I've done. Mm -hmm. That's all I know how to do is to make my business fit like where it can. And you're going to probably ask me next, like, well, how do you do that? (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's just knowing like what you're inherently good at and finding other people to help you with the parts that you're not good at. Yeah, We were talking about like building a team and I 
I realized I needed to get more people on my team on Amber Housley this past year. And so I hired some different independent contractors that are different team members and experimented with that the last couple of months. And it's been, it's been interesting. It's been a learning experience all over again. Like business never, you never stop learning and how to manage it and run it. And I think the biggest thing to take away from that is that there is not one set book for how business is supposed to look for anyone, especially when it's your own business, your side hustle or your full-time job. And I think people like to put on a pedestal of working in their creative hustle, the hours that they set only in the day, oh, you know, I don't have to work nights and weekends on my creative hustle. That's not necessarily a bad thing. If you're being forced to do it for other circumstances, yes, that's a whole different conversation. But being in the mindset of this is what I love. And when the kids are in bed, and when we're just hanging out, if I can do a blog post, or I can edit this page, or I can send out this client stuff, I'm going to do that. And I'm not going to like, you know, banish it just because everyone else says not to work on it, you know, at nighttime or whatever. So I love that you've owned all of those aspects to just give it the attention it needs at different times of your day. Well, and it's funny because I talked earlier about different life stages. Like when I had just Colin, our our son, who's now about to be eight, like for many years, I could like come home from work and go into my office after he was in bed and work and stay up till midnight, one in the morning. Like I had that energy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now as a mom of two, I don't (laughs) like, I didn't happen the other night. Like, no, like (laughs) I put them at bath and bedtime and I want to crash. Like I will fall asleep at nine o'clock on the couch, like mm-hmm. trying to watch a show. I can't even stay awake for it. So it's just a different season right now. Like I yeah. just don't have that nighttime energy that I used to have. You know, I don't have that nighttime energy yeah. and I have no excuse not to. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious because, you know, I think a lot of people say, I want to leave the corporate job or the full-time job to do my own thing. And I find it really interesting that after you kind of went that corporate route, you gradually got less and less traditional of a business environment. Not that Laura isn't like an awesome business owner, but I just feel like her business is way more entrepreneurial. And so... Do you think that was an intentional choice? Like it got you closer to the kind of lifestyle you wanted or did it just sort of happen? I think it got closer to the lifestyle I wanted to have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I, there's still some parts that like appealed to me about corporate, you know, America and the agency world that I lived in. And it's been really hard for me to to start out that way and increasingly get entrepreneurial. I mean, Inked Mm -hmm. was very entrepreneurial as well, but just on a larger scale because they had, you know, like 75 employees plus. So, but that was still smaller than the, Mm -hmm. you know, 6,000 corporation I worked for. So I've had to learn, like I used to have, you know, large teams that could do everything. Whereas now, like it's me who has to push all the buttons. It's me who has to do all these other little things that used to be, you know, given out to other people. And so that's like a humbling experience, but then it also is a very like great learning experience and makes me, you know, always on the go, like learning the next best thing, you know? So. Because you were in a more management role when you were in corporate. Okay. Okay. More like project management. Yeah. Yeah. Marketing director, whatever. Okay. Yeah. And it was very, it was very data driven. So the company like actually houses a lot of the data in America of everyone. And now they partner with Facebook. Oh, see, I know, I know who you're working with or I know who you're talking about. I don't even know if I'm allowed to name it. Is that like against the law to say who you work? No, because that's like, no, it's your resume. You can say who <laughs> I you work for. called Axiom Digital. Is what yeah, I know who you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, hugely fascinating. Like I'm, it's, really neat. It's really neat to now, even as I, you know, I do Facebook ads all the Mm -hmm. time for 
businesses I work for and for myself. And I see Axiom's name pop up. It's hugely interesting. <laughs> like I know all this thing about your business and how you run it. That's and it's cool. So how have you been able to, because I, I know personally, because I spent a lot of time in the corporate world and I took home a lot of the skills that I learned there and took home a lot of the things I noticed that either they were doing wrong or I had strong opinions about how I would do them differently. <laughs> what specific things did you learn in your other roles that you've really embraced now and have kind of only just used it to grow not only your brand, but Laura's? Yeah, that's a tough question. <laughs> <laughs> like in a good way. Yeah. Like yeah. Think of, I don't know if it's been, this probably sounds the opposite of everything, no, but take it. when I was at corporate America, it's just like, you got the job done. Like there was no excuses. Like mm-hmm. there was lots of money on the line. Mm-hmm. There was like, and that sounds the opposite of like the, the mission that we say. No, I love that. But it's, it's just, I think that there's just that professional aspect uh-huh. of delivering what you promised on or eat, whether that's like on the team and meeting deadlines and doing like doing your job well and just mm-hmm. all of those things. I don't know. That's just. No, I support that one hundred percent. I'm glad that you said that because I do think that a lot of us, and it's that mindset shift of taking your business seriously and treating it like a business that we talk to our people all the time about, but it's something, oh, I don't know if just. Abigail's sense of corporate world rubbed off on me or I've always just been such a rule follower and like I was the like the brown noser to the teacher like look at all this extra credit I did oh we're the (laughs) yeah I think it meshes really well for us but I think as creative entrepreneurs we really like to just wear that just like I can get it done whenever I want and that Oh my gosh, just drives me crazy. It drives me nuts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, good. Like I was No, it's, I love oh. that. That that's no, what I you think, pulled from it. I, just an example, like Emily didn't know how to write professional email until Period. I met well, until I taught her how to, to do it because that is a needed tool. Mm-hmm. Like I cannot stand that. I was like, I mean, who we did that? It wasn't like, yo, what's up, girl? <laughs> yeah. I mean, nearly, nearly. She literally didn't use subject lines. I did not. Everything was untitled. (laughs) I was like, I think we need to teach that. Like, I think because you don't learn that unless you've gone probably in the corporate world. Yeah. Corporate world, they would be like, seriously, I cannot find your email Uh because you did not leave any keywords anywhere to make this relevant. Teach me. Yeah. A good subject line and like how to format it. And I've never, ever had a corporate job. I did not get a job outside of graduating college. And I've been my own business owner since then. So there's a lot of stuff that I've picked up from Abigail, but I love that that was one of yours because it's time to take this seriously and to treat it like the business that is. And that's a big part of it. I think that comes up almost every time, like inspired or anything else that I've been to a conference where I talk to people. I want to like shake them. Like, this yes. is the real thing, you guys. Like, you're spending money and yes. time on this. Like, oh my let's gosh. treat this seriously. I love yes. that. I was, worried, I was worried when I first, you know, said what I was going to say was that it was going to come across as too direct. No. And it reminded me when I first, so I'm originally from the West Coast. So I grew up in Southern California and Las Vegas. And we moved to Nashville 10 years ago when I got a job at that marketing firm. In the beginning, it was a little bit Culture smaller. shock. <laughs> and I got called into like my boss's office, like the very first couple weeks there. And she was a sweet Southern older woman. And she said, now, you know, we've had a couple of complaints from you about your emails and the way that you send them. Could you make them a little bit like kinder? And basically she was reprimanding me because I was too direct. 
uh-uh. I was too like I uh-uh. didn't like sugar because I was like unacceptable. When X, Y, and Z is going to happen, like because that's yeah. how I was. What I need to know. Yeah. I need to know so I can do you know X, Y, and Z. Like yes. please. Yes, please. In my head that I was reprimanded for that. So no, I think that's so true. I think especially as an entrepreneur from like wherever you are affects so much the way you run your business that you have to be mindful when you're working with people in other places in other ways. Like if I'm talking to someone in New York, I got to throw it down a lot harder than I normally (laughs) would. I literally, like if I'm talking to Jordan, our friend Jordan, like she needs me to be a little rough almost like to get the message across. But if I'm talking to a girl down the street, she expects me to say please and thank you and apologize for things I probably shouldn't apologize for just because that's the culture where we're from. And I think it's a lot about, and I mean, we can get real deep into this, but it's a lot about how women act in business as well and how women are supposed to act in business. And we are not supposed to be direct. We are supposed to be kind and nice above anything else. And we are taught that. And that leaks over, obviously, even from women bosses telling women employees. And so do it, own it, ask for exactly what you need and don't apologize for it. That's what we... That's what we say. Yeah, so I think it's a. I think it's great that you're direct. I appreciate that about you. And I didn't know that you were from somewhere else. I couldn't tell. Yeah. So. Yeah, most people think I'm from the south. You're just so I sweet. Little, I have a little accent, you know. I've learned to soften my approach a little bit just because of where I live. I've I've learned that. But most of the team that I work with have worked with me for many years. Like they know, they like when it. I'm in the mode, like they don't take any offense. Yes. Like they know that I'm just to the point. Yeah. Because we got to get a lot done. Yep. The boss is trying to make it happen. <laughs> So I'm going to take it back. We're not going to be so direct here. We're going to be a little more feely. (laughs) And I want to talk about people who are resisting being in a support role, whether that means their business is literally a supportive type person, like they're a VA or some type of contractor that's working with another business, or if they choose to have a full-time job where they're not the boss. Like, what would you tell someone who is having some reservations about that? Yeah, that's really interesting. That's a good question too. I think, I know that's like my answer for everything. That's a good question. (laughs) I think it, I want to give encouragement, but then at the same time, I know that it's taken me many years to be comfortable as well in the supportive role. And I think what helped is because of the team that I am on now, I believe like so wholeheartedly in the mission mm-hmm. of it that like I'm proud to be on that team and, and be supportive and help me make the wheel move forward. Yeah. So I think people who are in those roles, like if they, you know, believe in what, you know, the clients they're serving and the mission of, you know, the products or services that they're helping support, then that's, you know, something they should be proud of, of being a part of it. Because most people can't do it alone. Like most businesses, services, like there's not just one person doing it all. There's many people that are involved. And even when you're behind the curtain of doing those things, you're helping, you know, move that forward. So that's something that you should be proud of. And I think also it's just you deciding on, you know, what, your own successes for you or, you know, the kind of lifestyle that you want to live. I remember when I interviewed, because I still had an interview with Laura and the team when I joined, I was really upfront about them and, and my business. And they were very supportive of me and my businesses. And they thought like it would only help them as well. You know, like it was a win yeah. for everyone. But I was very upfront when I told them, I said, you guys, like, look, I don't have any plans to replicate a business such as Southern Weddings. Like I actually <laughs> tried years ago and thought that that's what my dream was. It's because Laura and I were so close and I thought, oh, that looks like 
like fun. I want to operate a business out of my house. I want to have a team of other women to help support. Like I wanted all that. And then I realized that dream was not for me after (laughs) some time. Anyway, so I said, you know, I just really want to be a part of something special that means something that, you know, my talents are used in the best way possible to help people. And if that means like being on this team, then like I'm in, like Mm -hmm. count me in for Mm -hmm. it. So don't be worried that I'm like off to like replicate this business. That's not my desires, you know? So Mm -hmm. whether I was going to be with them for a year or two or five, you know, who knows, but just the time that I was going to be, you know, with this team, it's going to be as fruitful as possible and using everything in the best way. So. Yeah. I think just recognizing that everyone plays their role and, and especially as businesses get bigger. And as we're growing our team, I look at our team members and I'm like, we literally could not keep doing this without you. So, I mean, you are just as an important role as anyone else because there are members on our team that literally help just move this train forward and keep it going and keep everything up and running and keep us sane and keep us creating. And if your dream, if one particular person's dream isn't, you know, a multi-million dollar brand speaking and being the face of a business, that's a perfect role for them of being support and being behind the scenes and getting that person and that business to that level and that holy heart fulfilling like <laughs> mm-hmm. well and i think the really funny thing about it is i think a lot of people have to try one or the other to know what is going to work for them because i started in a support role. I was a designer and just the way the nature of the business, like, yes, I was my own boss. And yes, I was doing design for other people, but the projects I was doing was wholly dependent on what they needed from me. And I quickly figured out that that frustrated me constantly. (laughs) And I did want more I wanted to be more in charge, even and that literally meant changing my business model to make that happen. Because I always thought that I was going to run a business that was just going to be me that only made enough money that and then it was I came sustaining. The yeah, wall. yeah. She <laughs> crashed. She crashed the party. And then it was like, oh, well, maybe I do want more than that. And so I think embracing whatever it is that is happening in your heart and like, it doesn't make you any different because mm-hmm. everyone's needed. And this is such a great community. And I think embracing whatever role you do have is so important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I'm marketing director, but there is many things in marketing that I still can't do well. Like there's, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a good writer. Like some of the people will say no, but like Laura <laughs> tells me all the time, like, no, you're a good writer. I was like, yeah, but like not a good marketing writer. I'm like, mm-hmm. I just want to say, buy this, buy this now. <laughs> Like, just buy it. Like, don't, you know, and I'll, I'll put a couple questions there, but I'm not like a good storyteller into like Mark copywriting, like mm-hmm. that good stuff. But Jess on our team is phenomenal at that. And Laura is and all these people, Nicole. And so I'm constantly like, here, guys, can you please write this for me? I've got some Facebook ads to run. Can you please help me with this? Can you so, make this copy better? <laughs> yes, please make it better. So I yes, love that team for some of these things. <laughs> is there any part of you know, either working on a team or working on your own business that you just really wish you could change? Yeah. I think right now for me is putting, I don't want to say putting myself first because 
all of my responsibilities are equally important, Mm -hmm. you know, but I have spent many years where I did put a lot of my projects like lower than everybody else's needs, whether it was at my job or my families or my friends or custom, you know, clients that I had. So I think that's why I'm really excited about 2017 is because of all of these things that I've wanted to do are just because I'm finally like giving myself permission to say, nope, it's time to do these things you wanted to do. And you've talked about a lot. So (laughs) time to do those things. So that's one. The other thing that I think I've had a hard time too is like not sticking to something, but it's more like I I have grown my team at Amber Housley in the last couple of months. And I have this perfect vision of how things can be set up because I've done it at these huge, large scales. Like I know how marketing organizations should run like departments and things like that. But when it comes to this like smaller scale business, it's harder. It's harder like because people are wearing more hats. Like one person has to do more things. There's not three of that one person. And so I feel like my vision is constantly changing like as a Mm -hmm. result of that where I'm like, okay, here's the perfect setup. Here's the perfect team. And then I start doing it. I'm like, no, 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 this isn't right. We got to, we got to try this now. <laughs> and so I don't know, that's just a learning thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think being adaptive is mm-hmm. a great skill to have. So, I mean, how long will you try a certain thing before you either make changes or tweak it? Or how long will you hold on to that vision? No, I think it usually happens. Like it's usually within a few months that like my gut will start telling me. And I've gotten, as I've gotten older and wiser, I listen to my gut a whole lot more now (laughs) where I'm like, you know what? This isn't right. Like this is not the right thing. We need to try something else now or yeah. So forth. Yeah. I just, I can't manage people. (laughs) I know that. that. So I need to have team members like on my team that are like completely like self-reliant. I have a really great VA right now that she's amazing and she's everything that I could ever want. Mm -hmm. And we talk hardly at all. She just keeps things moving. And like, that's Mm -hmm. what I need. I need like people that just keep it moving. And you know, when I'm time to reach out, I'll reach out to you. Yep. Yep. That's how we run things over here. I think we, I would love to read a book on how to manage a team or something. It's not that we're bad at it because we haven't like necessarily made huge mistakes, but I just don't think we like doing it. Like it's hard to find that balance of like, are you a parent or are you a friend? (laughs) And like finding that in the team member atmosphere is difficult for us. Well, and I think what, if we were talking about teams too, one thing I have figured out in the last couple of years, just in looking at myself as an example, is that people who are really excited about a business or a brand and believe in it and like are a cheerleader behind it, like they're going to be the best team members. Like, cause to them, it's not a job. Like to them, it's like, I'm doing something important. And that's something that's just been clear for me, whether they've been on my Amber Housley team or elsewhere. Like there's a huge black and white that you can see when people are just doing it for a job or doing it because they really love it and believe in it. Hire from your tribe, 100%. Uh-huh. I totally wholeheartedly believe in that. So, yeah, Well, I think it's time to get into our talk strategy to me segment. And so I would love for you to kind of go into the mindset of recommendations of mindsets for people to kind of think through questions to ask themselves if they feel like they're kind of pushing back on that support role, if they're kind of beating themselves up about having their hands in a lot of different careers or businesses to kind of how to rein that focus in and, and give themselves some grace. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think the first thing is reminding yourself that you can create your own definition of success. And I wish someone had told me that a whole lot sooner because Pinterest has like an idea of what your success should look like, or probably maybe half of the people you follow on Instagram, like that, what to you success is, you know? And I just wish someone had told me that earlier or like I brainstormed it (laughs) and not to like 
push the product of power sheets, but power sheets really do help you like see the big picture and like the big vision of like, what kind of life do you want to live? And then you can see if this supporting role fits that, like, is it cultivating things that you are passionate about, whether it's, you know, the mission of what you're doing, or it's like the actual day to day Mm -hmm. of how you do it, how it fits in your lifestyle. Like, for example, I had that last job where I was driving a couple days a week, like 85 miles each way. And as a result, I, because I mean, I was excited about the opportunity. I mean, everybody wants to work with Brene Brown and yeah. Mets, you know, all those things. But was it worth it to like be late almost every day to daycare pickup like oh. for my kids? No, it wasn't worth it. Like I was completely like there was nothing left over from my family. So I guess just seeing like how does this support role like fit into your bigger picture of like the life that you want to live, like mm-hmm. the whole lifestyle. And I guess just if you know kind of what that success picture could look like, I think all of the other things like your business and your support role is going to, you're going to be making a lot more intentional decisions like to move towards that goal, I -hmm. guess you could say. I talk openly about how my business, because it's not you know, part of, you know, my salaried position is like, it supports our family in other ways. And so we always, we go on really great vacations every year that are fully financed because of my business. And it feels really awesome as a mom Mm -hmm. to be able to like do that and gift that to my family. And I have a really like big, big goal in the next year or two where like, I want to like benefit financially our family in a huge way, like paying off our house, like paying off our mortgage because of my business. And exploring all the possibilities of how, you know, whatever you're doing can influence like a bigger goal for yourself. I love it. So awesome. Well, let us know where can they find you in all the places? Yes. Well, I'm Amber Housley everywhere. So if you go to amberhousley.com, that actually is my home where you can learn more about the Joyful Garden Planner and Inspired Retreat and Blooming Business Kits. And then over on Instagram, you'll find me as Amber Housley and Pinterest and just kind of everywhere. Yeah. And then of course, you can find the great brands I work with, with Cultivate What Matters and Southern Weddings and Laura Casey. So you can find all of them as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. It was so fun. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.